Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, thinkers, what is up? Kathy Gibbons here. So today I thought I would start off by sharing a quick review that I received from my friend Anne, who is a member of my Crazy Thinkers membership, or as I like to refer to it, the thinkership. For those who aren't familiar with what that is, every month in the membership, I am sending out to my Crazy Thinkers members real life memes, articles, headlines, etc. And I am giving them questions so that they can take these things and show them to their middle and high schoolers or even just for themselves so that they can practice recognizing and naming the fallacies that they see. And also I give them questions so that they can continue to have deeper conversations. So for instance, this month I sent out one of the part of what I sent out was two separate articles about COVID, both of which were quite fascinating in their messaging. And you guys, this is how this is how you actually learn how to think. This is how you learn how to think. Yes, learning the fallacies is important, which is what I do here on the podcast, right? I teach you all the different fallacies and, and that kind of thing. But practice, just listening to a five-minute podcast episode is not enough. You're not going to have it and remember it forever. You actually have to spend the time practicing You have to practice recognizing them and you need to learn and develop a system for asking good questions when you're faced with people's thoughts and ideas and articles and headlines and all that. That's where you actually learn the skill of good thinking. That's what I give my members every single month. So anyways, back to my friend, Anne. This is what she said. She said, I am loving the emails and the thinker discussions. I'm so glad you're doing this. I'm so glad you posted the COVID articles. Wow. What different viewpoints, but the same ugly emotions. I appreciate your follow-up questions and plan to talk to my son about them. So guys, right now, if you're just now hearing about the Crazy Thinkers membership, it's closed right now. But if you want to get on the wait list when we open again, I'm probably going to be opening next month. Just go to filteritthroughbraincell.com forward slash crazy and you can add your name to the wait list and you'll be the first to know when the doors open again. And here's the whole reason I'm doing this. Here's the whole reason I started this podcast, why I'm doing the membership. It's because I am so burdened for this generation of young men and young women who are growing up in this crazy world that we seem to have found ourselves living in these days. Just know this. If you've been wondering if you're the crazy one, you're probably not. Society has embraced so many falsehoods and half-truths. Emotionalism, flat-out lies are now accepted as truth. And it seems like those who are trying to speak the truth are being told that they're crazy. And I don't have all the answers, but I do know that a really good place to start is by learning the skills of good thinking. You do not have to get fooled by the foolishness that's all around us. And your kids do not have to get fooled by it either. So Thank you for listening. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for sharing this podcast with friends because we desperately need a generation who can think well, who can think clearly, and who care about the truth. Okay, stepping off my soapbox now, let's get into today's episode. (laughs) So like in the last episode, I'm going to be talking about something that's more of a control or manipulation technique than a fallacy per se. In fact, today's technique is the direct opposite of the one I talked about in the last episode, which last time I talked about door in the face, today we're going to talk about foot in the door. I know this might sound confusing because it's like, okay, the door and these different body parts, but 
you're going to get this. We're talking about the foot in the door technique. So the foot in the door technique is when someone first makes a small request or an offer that you're sure to accept because later on they plan on making a larger request or an offer that they really want you to accept. But they know that if they started with a large offer, you'd say no. So you can see the manipulation behind this tactic just from the name. So the name comes again from the door-to-door salesman who, when the person opens the door, he would, the salesman would put his foot in the door so that the person couldn't close the door in his face. So that's the purpose of the smaller initial ask. That's getting the foot in the door to get a small yes in hopes that they can get another larger yes later. So the foot in the door technique is another compliance strategy that assumes that since you've already agreed to a small request, you are probably more likely to agree to a larger request. So here's a simple example. Asher's bedtime is normally 9.30, but he really wants to stay up later so he can keep working on a big Lego build. He knows his mom won't let him stay up an hour later past his bedtime, so he just asks for an additional 15 minutes. Mom says yes, yay! So tomorrow night, He thinks, hmm, okay, well, that worked. Let me ask for an additional 30 minutes. And then he keeps increasing the time each night to try to get to the full hour. Okay, can you see the foot in the door technique at play here? He's looking for a small yes so that he can eventually get to a big yes. Or how about this one? Have you ever been to a store where there's someone giving out samples? They get a small yes from you when you take the sample and then they offer you the whole package to purchase. Or how about this one? Um, When you're at the mall and you're walking along and someone stops you and says, can I just ask you a quick question about your water? Or whatever the topic is, right? For this example, let's use water. Well, it's hard to say no to a quick question and you kind of feel obligated. So you stop and they keep asking one question after another question. And the next thing you know, you feel trapped and they're 10 minutes deep into their sales presentation for a fancy new water filter. You, my friend, were the victim of the foot in the door technique. So the problem behind this technique is that it's manipulation and it's using human psychology to try to control your behavior. It's sneaky and it's tricky and all of us can easily fall for it if we don't recognize it for what it is and realize we can say no. That is the antidote to these these strategies is to just say no. Sometimes we can have the tendency to be people pleasers where we're trying to make other people happy so that we can feel good about ourselves and so that we think they will like us. And so we just end up agreeing to and going along with things that we really shouldn't and probably wouldn't and didn't want to if we knew that we were being manipulated. In this case, and in the case of the door in the face technique, you have to stop and ask yourself, do I really want this or do I really want to do this? And if the answer is no, you have to have the courage to just tell the truth and say no. Here's another example of the door and the, uh, I'm sorry, foot in the door technique. It's when people ask you to sign a petition for a certain cause. Let's say someone is asking you to sign a petition to help clean up the river that runs through your town. It sounds like a good idea and the river probably does need to be cleaned up. So you sign the petition. That's easy. And there's no harm in that. Super simple. No skin off your back, right? Then after you sign, they say, thank you so much for supporting the Clean River Initiative. I can see you really care about our town. Would you be willing to make a donation of $50 to help us get this project started? Okay, can you see how the signature was the first yes? It's a small, easy request to say yes to. And then they ask for what they really want, which is the money. If they had just started with the money, you probably would have just said no and kept walking. But because you already gave one yes, the chances of you giving another yes goes up. So 
for this one, rather than giving you a question to ask yourself, I'm going to give you a statement, a truth that you can say to yourself if you ever find yourself in this position. And it's this, just because I said once doesn't mean I have to do it again. Let me say that again. Just because I said yes once doesn't mean I have to do it again. Okay, guys, that's it for today. Um, I've got some more compliance strategies that I will be telling you about in the next couple episodes. And remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughabraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughabraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughabraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with in your life.